0: Journey to Organization, episode 164. How to minimize your pantry. You're listening to the Journey to Organization podcast with Rebecca Saltzman. Advice to help you clear your clutter and your mind. Hello and welcome to the Journey to Organization podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Saltzman from Balagan Be Gone Personal Organization. And today we're talking about buying too much stuff for your pantry. But before we get started, I wanna mention that while I know it isn't even Purim yet, Pesach is coming. And this year I want you to be organized and ready and not stressed out. So on February 14th, that's this coming Sunday, the 36-day decluttering daily challenge is starting also known as Painless Pesach. But in case you are not ready to deal with Pesach yet, just look at this as a decluttering spring cleaning challenge that will help you right now. And the challenge ends six days before Pesach, so Pesach cleaning will be a breeze, and there will be five bonus days to help you get ready for Yom Tov, and three bonus days to help you put everything back together this year i'm also adding power hours that's three different pods of online decluttering to work with me and a small group to help you get decluttered and to have extra success within the challenge power hours are designed for you to be able to work with me in group setting but still get individual advice Again, there are three times to accommodate Israel, Europe, and the U.S., and you can sign up for whichever you want. The groups are limited to 20 people per pod, so you need to sign up early. I would love for you to join so that you can actually start getting your home decluttered now so that cleaning for Pesach will be a breeze later. Registration is already open and in full swing because the course starts Sunday. That's soon. So for more information, please email balaganbegone at gmail.com or head to balaganbegone.com forward slash 36. So let's dive in. I got a question from a listener who told me she's learning to cook and she buys lots of ingredients, but since she doesn't really know how to cook, she doesn't know how to reuse the stuff she buys and how to organize the pantry. And I love this question so much because this is a huge problem for a lot of people. Not the learning to cook part in particular, but the ingredients you buy for one recipe that you might never use again. Lately, this has been happening to us too. I gave my husband some of the cooking responsibilities and he wanted to try some new recipes, which I totally welcome. But a lot of the ingredients we didn't have. (laughs) So he was like, I'm going to go out and buy all these spices. And he was really hesitant to buy all these spices because he was like, well, what if we don't like this recipe, then we're stuck with like a whole jar of this spice that we've never really used before. Right. So I said, well, why don't you ask this neighbor or that neighbor and see what they have? And he's like, Oh, yeah, why didn't I do that? And I'm like, yeah, why don't more people do that? So we called our neighbors and we're like, do you have this? And they're like, yeah, we have that. And they're happy to give us some because also it's before Pesach, right? And they want to use things up so they can start fresh again. And turns out we didn't really like it. So we're glad that we didn't buy it. (laughs) And it's fine. I felt that it would be a waste of money and a resource to have spices that I may only use once. So asking a neighbor was ideal for us. But this could happen if you have oil or sauces or not just spices or even other ingredients that you might buy like frozen like or maybe you like need a half a bag of frozen okra but not the whole bag and then what are you going to do with the rest of the okra if you decide you don't like okra right like so there's all these different things that could come up where you're trying a new recipe and you don't you don't know what to do with the excess or you're not really sure if you want to buy it Asking people for a little bit of something is okay. (laughs) And it's okay. Like you don't have to worry about returning the favor necessarily because let's be real. You're probably only going to need a tablespoon of of this kind of spice, right? Like how much could you really need? And the thing about it is that most of these spices are not that expensive. But also it's like when when your neighbor needs something – You'll give it back to them because that's the beauty of being neighbors, right? You share with each other. And I think that for this particular listener, it's actually a really good idea, especially since, you know, you're not you're not sure how to cook and you're learning how to cook. And, you know, you want to be able to not have to buy too much and you might not want to keep too many things on hand or maybe you don't have a big pantry. Whatever it is, it's such a great way to – to make sure that you don't have too much stuff in your pantry. Here's the thing. The question specifically says that since she doesn't know really how to cook, she doesn't know how to reuse the stuff she buys. So specifically, like, if you're going to go out and buy something that seems like an ordinary spice, like maybe cinnamon, Well, okay, so maybe you bought cinnamon for one recipe, but you don't really use it for a lot of recipes. I'll give you an example of something that I have. Um, We have cream of tartar, which is something that I only use in one cookie recipe that I don't even make that often. And I think (laughs) that, you know. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, I bought the smallest one I could find. It lasts a really long time. It doesn't go bad. Okay, so you did it and it's fine. And I think that in that situation, like if you see a very, very small in the US they make these really small, McCormick makes these really, really small, like mini spice jars. You can buy a mini spice jar. And that's also okay. Sometimes you're enticed to buy a larger size because it's actually cheaper than buying the smaller size. But here's the thing. It's not cheaper if you're not going to use it. So if you just want to try something out, hitting up your friends and asking them like if it's something that they have, and if you can have some of it, great, that's going to save you space is going to save you money. And it's going to save, you know, resources, because you're not going to buy something you don't actually need. But what it's also going to do is it's going to give you the opportunity to try things. And that's a really good thing to take into all of your life. So um, a lot of times my kids will say to me, I saw that so and so had this game, and I really want it. I'm like, well, did you actually play it? And they're like, no. And I'm like, okay, well, why don't we see if we can borrow it from them, you'll play it. And then if you like it, we can get our own right. And kids get like so excited about a toy because they see a commercial or or their friend has it or whatever. And then once they get it, they don't actually want it or don't actually use it because it wasn't as good as they thought it was. So I am a big proponent of try before you buy because I just think that so much of what we purchase is not stuff we actually need or use or want. And we can really save money, resources, time, space by not having those things in our home. The other thing is, is I feel like if you're learning how to cook, it's a good idea to stick to the basics. Master the basics first, and then move on to more complicated dishes with more complicated ingredients. Because I I think if you can master the basics and then build yourself up, you'll actually have less waste in general. But also what's going to happen is that with when you master these recipes, you're going to get better at understanding what recipes will work for you. Like when you understand what what um effects, certain flavors and certain techniques have on the food that you're preparing, it's going to be so much easier for you to be like, looking at a recipe, it's going to be so much easier for you to look at a recipe and say to yourself, yeah, I don't think we're going to like that one. Or, oh, this one seems a little too pocky, I'm not going to do this one. And I think that's a really, really important thing to be upfront with yourself about, like be honest with yourself. Because you don't want to get involved with a recipe that's too hard. I want to give an organizational tip just about cooking and preparing for holidays and Shabbos. Just as a side point, I'm a big proponent of keeping it simple, especially for Shabbat, especially for Yom Tov. I love the idea of repeating things over again because, you know, it's tradition, but it also just makes things easier. But I I can respect that people want to try new and better things. If you are not an experienced cook and you want to try a new recipe, and even if you are an experienced cook, do not save those recipes for Friday afternoon. (laughs) Say you make those recipes Thursday night or Wednesday even. Make them on a weeknight. Because if you're trying out a recipe for the first time, especially if it's a main course, and it doesn't turn out good. And it's Friday afternoon. And it's an hour before Yom Tov or an hour before Shabbat. What are you going to do if you don't have anything else? So just as a side point, for since this since this listener is learning how to cook, don't put yourself into a bind. Don't put yourself into a corner where if something doesn't turn out for you, you're stuck. Because that is a really not fun situation to be in. So Just to recap, no matter where you are, what level you're on as a home cook or even a professional cook, whatever level you're on, understand what level you're on, master the basics. And if a recipe that you want to try that you're interested in learning about or an ingredient that you're interested in working with is something you're able to get from a friend before you actually buy it, it's a worthwhile thing to call around and ask a few people because you don't want to get stuck with something you don't need because it doesn't feel good to throw away something that is still useful. And if someone else uses, let's say cumin or pepper or cinnamon and you don't use those spices regularly, you're going to feel bad if you have to throw it away because, you know, you you don't actually like the taste. Or what happens if you if it turns out you're allergic to something like I, that has happened where, you know, people find out they're allergic to something after they try it for the first time. But then they have purchased like this huge big container or something. And then it's like, well, got to throw it away. Or they're like hustling to find someone who wants it. And it's like, eh, people don't really want open food, especially during Corona, right? So um, but they don't mind putting a little bit in a plastic bag for you or a little jar for you and leaving it at your front door or leaving it at their front door for you to come and get it. So I think that it's a really important thing to understand that when you buy more than what you really need, you're going to also feel bad if you have to discard anything that you didn't use. And so avoid it and borrow because borrowing is it's good for the resources. It's good for your pocketbook. It's a nice way to interact with a friend. And it's a good way to try something without making a big commitment. I just want to say one final thought and that is I got a call from a listener and she told me that she has decluttered so much that now she has so much free time on her hands and I cannot tell you how seriously amazing that this made me feel. She's like, I've been listening to you for a while and I've been getting your practices together and I, you know, I just... I got to a place where now I just have so much free time on my hands. And if anyone doesn't believe me that this is a real call, I will play you the voicemail. You just tell me and I will play it for you because this is real. I promise. Someone actually called me and said to me, I have too much free time on my hands, right? I don't know what to do with myself. And actually, it's kind of a little bit of a problem that I've been having or I had for a little while. Um, And... That's part of why I started writing a book (laughs) (laughs) because I had a lot of free time on my hands. But what I think is, is if there's something, if you have created space in your life um, and you have created extra time in your life, first of all, amazing. That is so amazing. I'm so, I I cannot tell you the sense of joy that I feel or that I felt hearing that voice message and the sense of pride I feel right now, even as I'm repeating it. But here's the thing there are so many things you can do to fill that time that are productive. You can learn a new skill, you can do something with your family, you can do something for other people, you can volunteer. I have to say that for me, I started writing a book, but also one of the things that I I started doing is I'm taking a course to be an attendant at the mikvah like I'm taking a course and I'm just learning how to do it and it's not necessarily something I thought I would ever do or it's not related to organization and it's not you know related to any of those things but it's something that I wanted to do because I had this time and I felt like I wanted to learn something new a new skill and that's what I'm doing so if you have freed up time in your life take this opportunity to learn something new or give something to other people or just spend more time with your family and enjoy it and look at how far you've come and how much you've accomplished because really it's amazing. And by the way, if you want, you can take my course to become a personal organizer because it sounds like you've got it down pat so I can teach you the rest of it and all the technical stuff if you want. Feel free to reach out. So thanks for listening to this week's Journey to Organization episode. If you have any questions, as always, send an email or leave a message. And if you need help getting organized, let me know. And... You can join the 36-Day Decluttering Challenge with the power hours, or if you want something more one-on-one, you can set up a -a done-in-a-day declutter. There are so many ways that I can help you live your best life, and all you have to do is reach out to me and take the first step so that you can make your home the home of your dreams. Have a great week, and happy organizing. Thanks for listening to the Journey to Organization podcast. You can find Rebecca on Twitter and Instagram at Begone, Be and on Pinterest as Rebecca Saltzman. Visit BalagonBegon.com for resources and to join the mailing list to get podcast updates.